Amen? Well, today we're continuing our, our message from last Sunday, and we'll finish it next, this next Sunday. Um, title of our message is The Perfect Expression. And I've lengthened my title to The Perfect Expression of Everything. The Perfect Expression of Everything is the title today. Um, the, the word expression is defined in the Webster's as, as this. An expression is the process of making known one's thoughts or feelings. It's one of the definitions. The word expression is the process of making known one's thoughts and feelings. We talked about last week that Jesus is the express image of the person of God. He is the perfect expression of who God is, the nature of God, the will of God, how God sees things. He is the perfect expression. And to express yourself is the process of making known your thoughts and feelings to someone else. I believe that all of the New Testament and then through the New Testament, all of the Old Testament is this perfect expression of the nature of God. It's expressed from Genesis to Revelation. Everything that God is, everything that God has done, everything that God can do, everything that you and I need in our lives to understand His thoughts and His feelings about life are revealed to us through the Scripture. And God did not give you your mind only to try to figure out what that expression is, what those thoughts and feelings really are of God. You can know the thoughts of God and the feelings of God. You can know who God is and, and, and what His nature is and what it's really all about and how He thinks and operates regarding everything in life you and I can know. And, and the reason that we can is because Jesus Christ was born. Because Jesus, the living Word, was born. And the fact that He was born, He lived, He grew, and He lived on earth. And for 33 years on planet earth, He accomplished the will and the purpose of God to redeem mankind. It's what His birth represented. This time of year when, we, when we're about the birth of Jesus and, you know... Uh, my wife made a comment about Merry Christmas, and it seems like more and more people are receptive to Christmas because in the word Christmas is the word Christ. And, and there's a lot of people that have issues with that, but that's all right. You know, don't, don't get in some debate with people about it. And if someone signs something with an X where Christ is, you know, don't get all upset and freaked out about it. It doesn't change who he is. Okay, just, I mean, I mean just accept people and all their weirdness you know we're not weird but everybody else is right <clears throat> I mean just accept people you know in all that stuff don't get all freaked out about all that stuff because it, it, it's not it's really not that big of a deal see what's really a big deal 
is that you understand and that you see and have a perception of this perfect expression of everything. Everything. So, Jesus being the express image of the nature of the Father, of the triune being, that perfect expression is what God once revealed and he gave us the Holy Spirit to do that. So we don't have to try to figure things out with our natural minds. Amen? Um, so today I, I want to just paint this picture. I told you we're kind of doing this backwards. I want to paint this picture of this perfect expression in a number of different things. And then next week we're going to talk about and, and just reveal the miraculous of his birth. The expression of, of how he was born, how, how he got to the place of being born of a virgin, and what it represents today. And, and the, the, the deal is that if, if that can happen, nothing else is difficult. Hmm? If, if, if a person can be born... Because of the way we know the, the process of seed time and harvest time where children are concerned. If a person can be born of a virgin, then what else can be difficult? Amen? And we're going to talk about that perfect expression of his birth next week. But today, I want to just give you several different things to think about. In, and, and remember this definition of expression, the process of making known one's thoughts and feelings. And so Jesus being that perfect expression, he is he is he he has empowered us and enabled us to live in this process day by day to know his thoughts and his feelings about everything. He is that perfect expression. In 1 John 3, 8, just follow with me in, in these verses of Scripture. 1 John 3, 8. We find this verse. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was what? Manifested. Everybody say Manifested. What does that mean? That means he was born. That means that he was conceived. That means he came to being, came into being. He was manifested for this purpose. Don't ever forget this. Every time that you see a manger scene, when you drive by someplace and you see a manger scene, for this purpose right here, the scripture says he was born. He was manifested. For this purpose... That he might destroy the works of the devil. That he might destroy the perception that the devil has cast upon the mind of man. That he might destroy the expression of the devil. That he might destroy the expression of the devil. Which is what? The thoughts and the feelings of the devil. He came to destroy the, the thoughts and the feelings 
that the devil put on mankind because of the authority that he stole from man in the Garden of Eden. Jesus becomes the perfect expression of the nature of God and how he set it up for man to live on planet Earth. We didn't come here to live defeated. We came here to live a victorious life because God is victory itself. Amen? That's the way we, that's what mankind was created. God said and we were. And he created us for success and for victory and for dominion. Amen? He didn't create us for anything else. But there's been an expression and a perception cast of thoughts and feelings that are not true. And we are in the process, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the birth of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, we're in the process of changing the thoughts and the feelings from the devil and the world and the world's way of thinking to God's way of thinking. He is that perfect expression of everything. Can you say amen? So, look at Luke 2, and I want to just, I like hearing this read anyway, but there's something I do want to say from here. It's not just to read it because it's the Christmas story. Verse 8, now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch by their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be, of, be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. He was born to do what? To save us. And to destroy the works of the enemy. He was born to save us and destroy every perception of the enemy. Amen? In the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what he created us for. Peace and goodwill toward us. Good things happening to you and I. That is the perception that you and I have to receive. That is the expression that is perfect for you and I. To know everything good and to realize that everything ugly has been has been perverted and distracted by the enemy to try to get people to believe that God isn't who God says he is. So that we'll spend our time fighting with people over putting an X where Christ is in Christmas. I still don't get that. I've had people send me emails to get me to support things like that against all these people and quit shopping at certain places and and quit. I mean, okay, if you have a conviction about that, but 
oh my gosh, I don't have time to do that. I mean, I, I may walk in a store and go shop somewhere. Oh, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to shop here because they put an X where Christ, where Christ was. Ah, I mean, if you got convictions about that, do it. But man, I don't have time. I, I'm too busy going to the highways and the byways and helping people get free. Sorry. <clears throat> so, today, <clears throat> number one, five things that he's the perfect, he's the perfect expression of everything. So these are just a drop in the bucket. Okay? But he's the perfect expression of prosperity. He's the perfect illustration of of prosperity. In this verse, most people know, people that aren't even saved know this. But it's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. As my wife so beautifully illustrated about the giving of our hearts and, our, and, and just our nature, having that giving nature, you know, it comes from God. God so loved that he gave. He so loved us in our ugliness and our disobedience and our perversion and all the stuff. He so loved us that he gave the best of heaven. That's the picture of this time of the year. When you see a manger scene, you see the best of heaven. There's no blemishes in that. The difference in Jesus, the man, and you and I is he came directly from the sperm of God, and you and I came indirectly. Right? That's the difference. So there's no blemishes. He came from perfection. Perfected sperm. And it created this perfect expression of prosperity. God so loved that he gave that whoever, whoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the prosperity of God. That's the blessing of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 says, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, <clears throat> For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes... He became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. He is the purest expression of what prosperity is. If you relate prosperity to rich, that's it right there. He was rich and by choice became poor so that you could be rich in all things. See, he left the riches of heaven to the, come to the poverty of this earth, but he just returned to the riches. Hmm? He just took a 33-year pit stop into poverty compared to heaven, the riches of heaven so that you and I could experience the riches and the prosperity and the blessing of heaven now. And that's not just in the material realm. It's in everything. See, God so loved that he gave the best of what he had. See, people think, yeah, yeah, I want, I want to be rich, but they don't understand the heart of giving. The greatest way out of a need is a seed that is led by the Holy Spirit. 
When God leads you to do specific things, it, he leads you, he's telling you to do something to lead you out of something. He'll never ask something from you that will create less than who he is. Ever. He will never ask something from you that, won't, that will cause you to be less than him. Ever. And God never forgets a seed sown. Whether material or in prayer or the declaring of the word of God or helping someone else or doing something for God never forgets a seed sown because he's the truest expression of prosperity that there is. There's many people that just live in natural abundance but have no prosperity when you define the truth of prosperity. He is that perfect expression and definition of what prosperity is. Amen? The second thing that he is the perfect expression of is the grace of God. And in the passage in 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9 that I just read, it says this, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The unmerited favor of our Lord Jesus Christ is one of the definitions of grace. The divine influence and power and ability of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of God that, that he did something that we didn't deserve so that we could have everything that he has. <laughs> That's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, you and I are born again. How? Ephesians chapter 2 tells us. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And the word saved there is the word in the Greek soteria which means to be saved and healed and delivered, to be everything. To, well, one translation says that it's to be made complete. You and I, by the grace of God, something that we didn't deserve, we received if we receive it. That we would be made complete, nothing missing, nothing lacking at all in our lives. In other words, all of heaven is available because of the grace of God. And Jesus is that perfect expression. Because he did this for us because of the love that he had for us. The depth of the love that he had for us. Amen? Number three. We talked about this in depth on Wednesday night. And we're doing a small little mini series on healing on Wednesday nights. But he, today, is the perfect expression of health and healing. Because if Jesus saved you, he healed you. If he didn't save you, he didn't heal you. Because healing was a part of salvation. So if I'm saved today, then I'm healed, whether I know it or not. And the more that I understand and the more the Holy Spirit reveals to me that expression of healing and how to attain that and how to receive what he's already accomplished, then nothing can stop me and nothing can take me out according to the word of God. 
Now, our natural minds may try to tell us other things, and symptoms might try to tell us things, and other people might try to tell us things, and reports that we read about certain things or ailments of the body may try to tell you something else, but His Word tells you, by His stripes you were healed. Not will be. Not when you feel like it. You were. And to understand that, and to understand that is to understand the perfect expression or the, the perfect express image of who God is. He is healing itself. It's not something, healing is not something that happens because we beg God hard enough. It's the nature of God. It's who he is. It's, it's, it's everything. It's his whole makeup. Health and healing is the way God is. In heaven, there's nothing sick. Nothing is born lame and maimed. Nothing dies ever. You and I, when we were conceived, we were born spiritually, and you will live forever. Whether you think you will or not, you will live forever. It just depends on where a person's going to live. God created us for heaven. God didn't create humanity for hell. The Bible says it's, it's not God's will for one to live eternity in hell, but people can choose that. The Bible's real clear about that. I don't think you're going to find as many people that went to hell as you think. Some people are hoping certain people go to hell. Sometimes certain times of the day, you know, just go to hell. You don't realize what you're saying. But I'm telling you, God did not create hell for humanity. He created hell for the devil. Did I get a bigger amen out of that one? He didn't create hell for people. But people can choose to go because God gave us a free will. Anyway, I didn't get a lot of expression out of that one. <clears throat> I, 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 in, in regards to healing, I like this verse of Scripture. It's Matthew uh, chapter 8 and verse 16. Look at it real quick. Matthew 8 and 16. When evening had come, do we have that? When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed all who were, who were sick. Verse 17 that it might be fulfilled. Everybody say fulfilled. Okay? Jesus is the perfect expression of fulfillment of everything before he died and resurrected and ascended upon high. Before all that, everything that was prophesied, he was the fulfillment. He's the perfect expression of fulfillment. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and he bore our sickness. Whew. He is the expression that he took it all so that we wouldn't have to. Hmm? Man, he's the perfect expression. The express image of God, the nature of God, the heart of God. It's what... When you read that verse of Scripture right there, God, all of heaven, after Adam and Eve 
gave away what God had given them in the Garden of Eden, God could have just said, you know what? Let's drop kick humanity out of here and start this thing again. Spent the next 4,000 plus years setting up his once again triumphal entry back into the heart of man. Because <laughs> he loved us so much. God loved us so much that he gave the best that heaven had to, 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 to get back. Nothing that he took back. He didn't take the authority and the dominion that he had given man. He didn't take that back. But the devil stole it. And through Jesus Christ, he redeemed us back to that place where we're one with him. And now, whatever he says is so, is what is so for me. If I learn to receive it, not learn to make it happen, but just learn to receive it and walk in it. And I'm telling you today, the birth of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the perfect expression of everything we're talking about today, but everything else. He's the perfect expression. And anytime you see something that's not right, something that you see that is a gross injustice that's happening to mankind, that's not of God. And, and the opposite is true, and that's what he expresses to us. So our words can come on the scene when ugly things are happening, and our words can begin to make a difference in the earth as we allow that expression to enlighten our minds and for us to focus on the good things instead of the negative things because the negative things want to convince us. See, it's, it's, see, an expression is the thoughts and the feelings of a person being expressed to people. Well, the, the devil is continually trying to get people to, to, to receive his, his thoughts and feelings as being true. When God's thoughts and feelings are what are true and, and won the victory and delivered mankind. I mean, we've had, this, we've had access to this for over 2,000 years. It's been over 2,000 years since the death of Jesus Christ. And we've had access to this ever since he ascended up on high and sat down at the right hand of the Father and allowed, it, allowed the completion of this whole process. And he's constantly expressing to us his thoughts and feelings. And he's wanting us to change the way we think and change our feelings and our attitudes towards situations so that he can move into everything and cause it <laughs> to be that expression of heaven. Everything. I don't care what it is. I'm telling you folks, nothing can win in the world. Nothing. Nothing can win in the world that's not of God if we just don't quit. Nothing. Nothing bad can win. It may look like it is for a moment. It may look like it is for a season. But I'm telling you, just like that little trailer, I really encourage you to get tickets and go see this movie because what, what looked like was a takeover of the whole planet ended up being their worst nightmare. And it was underground groups of people like these people that helped the Jews that really caused things. And, 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 and see, what Hitler and his people underestimated was the anointing of God on people. I, I like one of the phrases that, that Hitler actually 
created this, this phrase. And actually, it's, it, it, it was used, you know, to, to actually empower young people to do amazing things in that day. But he, he said this, and he told, and he trained and brainwashed all of his people. You know, as the will of the students go, so goes the nation. And that's how he took nations. He went after the nations by going to the colleges and went after the students. And he brainwashed the students to believe that he was the good guy and everybody else was the bad guy. And in the end, what he underestimated was the anointing of God. Everybody for 2,000, for the last 6,000 years, everybody's underestimated the anointing of God. When it looks like something can happen and things will happen, if people will allow this expression of God and of Jesus and what he's accomplished to, to affect their thoughts and their feelings, there's nothing that can stop what God wants to accomplish in the earth. He just won't do it from the sky. He's going to do it through the people. So, I'm going to take Adolf Hitler's statement, and I'm saying, as, how did it go? As the will of the students go, so goes the nation. So, we're here on planet Earth to not just go after the students. We're all students of God. We're all children of God. But go after people's thinking and their hearts and their feelings and their emotions and get them in line with the Word of God, and, and it's a win-win. Can you say amen? Where am I? Number four? Number four, he's the perfect expression of love. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 1. Do we got that? I'm just going to read it up here. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and, I have, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains... But have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And you could say there, you know, in, in Texas terms, you know, if I become, you know, the richest man in Texas, and if I become this, and I become that, and I have all this stuff, and I do all these things, and I do all these good works, and yet I have not love. He said, I have nothing. Everybody say nothing. He didn't say you have some things. He said you have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. Verse 4. So this is what love does. It didn't say you do this. It says love does this. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And Jesus is the perfect expression. Watch this. Watch this. My children are the expression of my wife and I. Jesus is the perfect 
expression of the Father. See, for, him, for Jesus to become flesh, the Bible says he became flesh and dwelt among us. For him to become flesh, the sperm of the Father had to find a womb. And Jesus became that perfect expression of the Father. And so when you read this passage, and I encourage you to, to read, if you could back up to verse 7. And this is the way I read this. Love bears all things with all people. Love believes the good things in all people. Love hopes with all people. And love endures to the end with all people in regarding all things. And, and love never fails in your believing with other people. Because see, you're not, you have no place to exercise love if it's not with people. Because if it's just you, you know, then you're just loving yourself. And that's an ugly thing. Right? You don't want to be busy loving yourself. You want to be busy loving other people. And it tells you in that passage of Scripture how to do it. And it also told us in the first three verses that if we're not doing that, Nothing else we do matters. Yikes. I'm going to say it again. And I, I'm not, I mean, I think you can get this out of those verses of Scripture. Jesus, this perfect expression that laid his life down and sacrificed for all of mankind, you will never be successful at anything that you do in God's eyes if you don't love. But the key to love is knowing how much he loves you. Because otherwise, you'll labor to be kind to people. See, or, or you'll, you'll go find kind people and you're kind to them. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm kind. No, but the, the, the 13 other people that you cuss out every day and you talk ugly about and you spread rumors about and all those kind of things to other people, it's shutting down your future. But when you realize how much God loved you in spite of you, in spite of all your shortcomings and all that junk and crud, when you realize how much he loves you, it's not a labor to love other people. Amen? Gosh, it's not a labor. It's a joy. You can spend your whole life loving people. Huh? Gosh, people... What, you know, you, you know the, the old song, who, who sang that song, What the World Needs Now is Love? Who sang that? Come on, come on. Who? No, 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 the Beatles didn't sing that. I would have known that. Who, who sang that? Wait. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. <laughs> what? Yeah. Maybe so. Anyway, who cares? <clears throat> they sang it. Yeah, maybe Dion Warwick, right? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, that does sound right. Somebody like that. But they, they always, they always, you know, Dusty Springfield. She looked it up. Look at there. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Dusty Springfield. 
who in the heck is Dusty Springfield? Why did I even ask for the name? Who, what, what even matters? All, all I can think about is they always play that song when you see Martin Luther King or John F. Kennedy or different people like that. You, you know, because that's what, that, what Martin Luther King did, as good as anyone ever did, was promote love in spite of the way he was treated. I'm telling you, he loved people. I mean, you know, you can find, you, you can read all kinds of stuff, and he did this, and he did whatever, but he promoted the love of God, I'm telling you. The man promoted it. And that's when you see that song. And that's what the world needs. People need people to love them. And you need to be free to love. You know what I'm saying? Not, not laboring to love. Okay, I'm trying to be nice to that jerk. I mean, you, you got to see that people are jerks because they're not loved. And you've been a jerk at different times because of the lack of understanding of how much God loves you. And what we need is our thinking and our emotions changing on a, on a regular basis with that perfect expression of the love of God. Amen? God so loved us that he gave the best and, and empowered by God, we can believe the best in all people. We can bear with people through stuff. You know, we don't, we don't take things in, in the wrong way. We don't have to get offended by certain things, right? Because of that perfect expression. Man, I could go off on that, but I, we won't right now. I'm almost done. Number five is forgiveness. And when Jesus hung on the cross... He said, Father, forgive them. And you can go read that in Luke 23, I think it is. At, uh, 23 something. Did you have that? Luke 23 something. But, he, but he, as he hung on the cross, you got that? Because I don't have it. <laughs> it's 23. We can fumble around. Let's say, here it is. 23, 33. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, where they crucified him, and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. You know, this is just free. But they divided his clothing, so he was buck naked. The most humiliating and degrading way to die in the day. On a cross in front of the whole region, buck naked. And all he could think about, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. What? They don't know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. No. To think like him this perfect expression to change your thinking is that when somebody does you wrong, they don't really know what they're doing. They know they're doing this. They know they just acted ugly. They know they carried out, but they don't really realize the effects and the results of what they're doing. Father, forgive them because they really don't realize what they just did. And that's what you and I have to live and operate in. Can you say amen? amen? And go Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 5. says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, 
in taking on himself all that belonged to us. So in other words, he forgave us. What he did right here in Luke, he forgave us. Can you say amen? And then number six, he's the perfect expression of faith. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of the things not yet seen. And verse 6 says, um, It is impossible to please God without faith. For those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And he is the perfect expression of that. He was the living word. God didn't see anything and he said light be and light was. And now God's given us that creative power as we speak his word. It works the same exact way. He is that perfect expression of how to live a life of faith. And so, you know, today... I want you to just take your hand and I want you to put it on your head and I want you to just say this simple little thing with me right now. Say, I have the mind of Christ and I think the thoughts of God. I can hear his voice and I will do what he tells me to do. Amen? I mean, you've got to expect for your thoughts and feelings to line up with his thoughts and feelings and where they don't, that they change. And, and, and him being that perfect expression and that perfect empowerment for us to accomplish that, accomplish that it's a win-win situation. You will not lose in anything that you face. Wednesday night I was talking about healing and health in people's immune systems. And I, made, I, I quoted a couple things that I realized, or, or I may not have even said that. I think I said it to you, Brian, right after the service. And, and I, I don't think I said it to everybody. But we were talking about health and healing, and, and I, I, I've been studying what doctors think about people's immune systems. And they, they were talking, as I was reading this one, this one periodical, and then it, it was confirmed by all these other doctors, that... God made your body and created your immune system to fight off disease. And so when something comes against you and your body fights it off, it's a good thing. It's a good thing not giving that thing any place. Doctors get real concerned about people that have never been sick, and then they're 70, 80 years old, and then all of a sudden one day something attacks their body and the immune system doesn't know what to do with it. And there's a real analogy there because God created us and empowered us to fight. To fight the fight of faith. And Jesus being that perfect expression of faith as we trust his word and we fight. When things come against us, sometimes it seems like, ah, I'm just, you know, I've got to battle this and I'm coming against this. It seems like it's coming from every direction. Yeah, but God created you to be able to handle it. He created your physical body with an immune system to fight off disease when it comes. He created you and empowered you by faith in his word to be creative in the things that you said and you'll get the same results that he got. See, he made us that way. He created us to be that kind of a person. And so today, as we're meditating and as you meditate this week on this perfect expression of who God really is, who Jesus Christ really is in everything, Realize, your life is a win-win. No matter what you've had to deal with up to this point, 
If you can get rid of a victim mentality that you might experience and have because of things of your past that are trying to hinder you from being able to rise up and fight situations, it's win-win. And God's empowered you to be able to do that. You don't have to be the victim. You can be the victor. Can you say amen? Everybody has the potential to be a victim because of your past circumstances. But God's saying, you know what? I didn't, even though I didn't approve of certain ugly things that happened to you in your life, today is a new day and you don't have to stay like you were. You can be empowered to accomplish everything that you want to see happen today and on. Amen? Your best days are before you. The glory of the latter house is greater than the former. In other words, my best days are here right now and before me if I choose to allow the expression of Jesus to change the thoughts and ideas that I had of the expression of the devil. Spirit of the world versus the spirit of God. Amen? And I choose God. How about you? Amen. Glory to God.